This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And it's time again for Popit Popit Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Ratgat. First up, some uh, some new headlines on the controversial and much-talked-about literal, literal combat ships. Uh, in case you missed our discussion on it previously, the LCS scandal resurfaced after Transparency International Malaysia called on the Prime Minister to hold those involved in the project accountable. This was after the government had formed a new deal with Bausted Naval Shipyard to resume resume the project and under the new agreement an additional 2.1 billion ringgit was allocated for the project and it was also agreed that the number of vessels be reduced to five instead of six. Yeah, in the past those literal ships were in fact metaphorical. <laughs> yes. More than literal. Okay, Tanamera MP Datuk Sri Iqmal Hisham Abdul Aziz wanted an explanation for the additional payment. In his response, Deputy Minister of Defence Adli Zahari listed down two reasons why the extra allocations were needed. Here he is. Ada dua aspek yang menyebabkan peningkatan kos. Yang paling uh, teras kalau kita lihat adalah tempoh pembinaan ini. Oleh kerana pembinaan ini kalau kita lihat tertanggung agak lama. Eh. Jadi kita dalam perjanjian yang baru yang keenam ini, kita memerlukan 83 bulan tambahan tempoh pembinaan ini. Kerana bila kita bersetuju untuk meneruskan projek LCS ini, sudah barang pasti kita memerlukan tempoh. Kerana kalau kita tengok perjanjian asal itu, Sepatutnya kapal SS pertama itu dapat kita siapkan pada tahun 2019 pembinaannya. Jadi kalau kita lihat ini, jadi pertambahan 83 bulan itu sudah barang pasti memberikan beberapa kos. Tetapi kos antara yang terbesar pertambahan itu adalah berdasarkan kepada perubahan spesifikasi, variation order, berdasarkan kepada keperluan daripada tentera laut di Raja Malaysia itu sendiri. Contohnya saya mengambil memaklumkan kepada Dewan ini antara tambahan ataupun uh, perubahan spesifikasi itu ialah di mana kerajaan telah meluluskan uh, uh, spesifikasi LCS ini bagi surface to surface missile contohnya jadi ini adalah satu keperluan pertahanan negara begitulah juga dengan decoy launching system DLS dan beberapa lagi sistem pertahanan yang bagi kita ini adalah uh, beberapa kos tambahan That was the Deputy Minister of Defence Adli Zahari explaining why extra costs are needed to complete the LCS project. Meanwhile, Boa MP Said Sadiq then stood up to say that a motion he had submitted last week asking to discuss the issue in detail had been rejected because it was, and I quote, not a matter of public interest and not urgent. So he beseeched the Speaker to reconsider this decision. Saya ingin mohon perkara ini dipertimbangkan semula. Saya faham kalau ikut peraturan 18 Section 5, keputusan tidak boleh di, uh, dibangkitkan semula. Cuma ada budi bicaranya di mana jikalau tidak dibenarkan untuk dibicarakan di sini, boleh dibawa ke kamar khas supaya isu ini dapat dijawab dengan lebih mendalam. Jikalau kita ingin hanya luangkan 5 minit untuk mendengar penjelasan yang ini adalah perkara yang sangat khusus dan spesifik. Ya? Dulu kita dengar kosnya 6 bilion, 9 bilion. Baru minggu lepas kita dengar tambah lagi 2.1 bilion ringgit pada masa yang sama jikalau ini bukanlah perkara yang mendesak tetapi kerap dibincangkan daripada sebelum pilihan raya semasa pilihan raya selepas pilihan raya tidak ada pendakwaan tambahan wang berbilion ringgit telah dibelanjakan satu kapal pun belum sampai ya dan sekarang jumlah kapal pun telah dikurangkan 
Saya berharap Tuan Yang Dipertua boleh mempertimbangkan selepas perbincangan dengan Tan Sri Speaker kerana jelas isu LCS ini adalah isu mendesak, isu rakyat melibatkan berbilion ringgit duit rakyat, isu kedaulatan dan keselamatan negara. Keadilan tidak pilih bulu tidak kira dalam kerajaan ataupun pembangkang. Terima kasih Tuan Yang Dipertua. Tuan Speaker, saya menyokong usul ataupun cadangan daripada Muah. Menyokong uh, penuh. Uh, that was Moa MP Said Sadiq. Now, Deputy Speaker Datuk Ramli Mohamad Noor replied by saying that unfortunately they were bound by parliamentary rules. He asked the MP, uh, the Moa MP rather, to appeal according to existing rulings. Uh, yang bermakna Moa, yang bermakna Moa, di dalam Dewan ini kita terikat dengan peraturan. Jadi apa yang telah disebutkan oleh yang bermakna Moa boleh dibuat rayuan. Yeah. Peraturan pun ada. 17 di Kamahas, 18, rujuk balik 273. Gunakanlah. Yeah. Saya percaya yang berhormat penggal kedua dah ni. Amat arif tentang perkara-perkara begini. Saya pohon buat rayuan mengikut peraturan yang sedia ada. That was Deputy Speaker Datuk Ramli Mohamad Noor responding to a point that was brought up by Syed Sadiq. Let us know, would you like to see the LCS issue debated in Parliament? Is this important, you think? That number to call is 7733-2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Next, a follow-up on what the government has done to assist uh, franchise entrepreneurs. Earlier in March, the government had allocated some 15 million ringgit for this uh, initiative. Now, Libaran MP Datuk Suhaimi Nase wanted to know what was being done to intensify the involvement of young people in this field. Minister of Entrepreneur Development and Cooperatives uh, Datuk Iwan Benedict said that his ministry had launched a Be Your Own Boss program aimed to help young people and women. Peserta Beyond Boss ditawarkan panduan dan latihan yang berstruktur dan komprehensif yaitu latihan pengurusan kewangan, motivasi dan digitalisasi, padanan perniagaan, pembiayaan serta akses kepada pasaran semasa dan diberi pemantauan selama enam bulan apabila bermulanya perniagaan. Pada masa yang sama, Pernas menerusi Institute Franchise juga menyediakan pelbagai program latihan berfokuskan franchise dan keusahawanan serta menyeluruh dan memberikan taklimat kesedaran keusahawanan franchise kepada usahawan terutamanya golongan belia. Pada tahun 2022, seramai 24,292 orang telah menyertai latihan yang dianjurkan oleh Institute Franchise di mana 17,000 peserta adalah terdiri daripada golongan belia. So, Bagan Serai MP Datuk Idris Ahmad interjected to say that he's, he did see that there's an interest for young people to participate in entrepreneurship, but that they usually like the model to expand their franchise businesses. He also pointed out that universities should play a more active role in encouraging students to take interest and develop skills to delve, into, delve further into this field. The minister agreed uh, and said that they would work closely with universities to develop better programs. He also said that his ministry was providing a financial schemes for young people. He did, however, acknowledge that the criteria to apply for these schemes are strict, and that is, uh, but that is necessary. Chais, pada tahun ini pernah menyediakan skim pembiayaan perincis dan pra perincis 
dengan melibatkan kos sebanyak 50 juta tahun ini saja yang terbuka kepada semua termasuk golongan belia yang ingin mengambil bahagian dalam sektor perinces dan ada syarat-syaratnya, ada kriterianya. Bukan kita mahu menyusahkan tetapi mahu membimbing usahawan itu supaya menjadi usahawan yang 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 lebih cekal dan lebih berjaya. Kalau kita longgarkan sangat syarat ini saya berterus terang yang yang berhormat memang ada case di mana usahawan-usahawan yang diberikan pembiayaan ini juga sukar untuk membayar semula. Jadi ini ini juga satu isu karena apabila usahawan ini tidak dapat membayar semula pembiayaan yang diberikan oleh agensi dia menutup peluang usahawan-usahawan lain. Jadi kita adakan kriteria itu bukan menyusahkan tapi membimbing. Kita mahu membina dan Sebenarnya boleh ini boleh menubuhkan kooperasi di mana mereka boleh membentuk modal sesama mereka sendiri dan juga pembiayaan di bawah Suruhanjaya Kooperasi juga boleh membantu usahawan melalui gerakan kooperasi ini melibatkan diri dalam sektor franchise. That was Minister of Entrepreneur Development and Cooperatives, Dato Iwan Benedict. Let us know, do you think uh, collectively enough is being done to help young entrepreneurs kickstart and sustain their businesses? Or if not, what else do we need here? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. If you would prefer to send a voice note or WhatsApp, it's 018-789-8899. You can also, of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, the session then had a short intermission during which uh, the Deputy Day One Speaker, Dr. Ramli Mohamed Noor, announced that this sitting had received a visit from various kampong heads uh, of Orang Asli communities from Cameron Highlands. Uh, he, here he is welcoming them. Untuk makluman ahli-ahli yang berhormat yang berada di dalam Dewan yang mulia ini, pada pagi ini, Parlimen Malaysia telah menerima kunjungan yang beradat yang beradat batin-batin daripada kawasan Parlimen Cameron Highland P078 pohon yang berumat batin-batin berdiri saya mewakili Parlimen Malaysia ingin mengucapkan selamat datang kepada yang beradat yang beradat batin-batin dan juga seluruh rombongan yang hadir dengan izin Dewan Maigah Sudah cacak? Bila kita tiba? Bor, terima kasih ke Cip ke Parlimen Malaysia dah. Okey, Bor. So that was Datuk Ramli Mohamad Noor. Now, of course, uh, you may already know that he is, of course, part of the Orang Asli community. His father was from the Semai tribe in Cameron Highlands. His mother is from the Temia tribe in Guam, Musang, Kelantan. So uh, that was him welcoming a group of Orang Asli kampung heads in their language. He also took off his parliamentary hat and donned the tempo, uh, which is the headgear worn by Orang Asli tribes, as a symbol of unity. Yeah, next, the issue of the usage of the word Allah. This resurfaced following the government's withdrawal of the appeal in the Jill Ireland case, which involves the use of the word Allah in a non-Muslim context. Justin MP Zulkifli Ismail had previously submitted a private member's bill to amend the interpretation of Acts uh, 1948 and 1967 to codify the meaning of the word Allah to make it uh, to bring it in line with the Quran. Now, Zulkifli said that he hopes uh, this would uh, be able to end the polemics surrounding the Allah case. Uh, 
However, Deputy Dewan Rakyat Speaker Alice Lau said that the motion had been rejected and advised the MP to file an appeal if he wasn't happy with that. Uh, afterwards, Zulkifli held a press conference outside the hall expressing his disappointment that the motion was rejected uh, and also explaining why he was pushing for it. Mendedahkan kalimah Allah kepada pengliruan maksud sebenarnya yang berdasarkan akidah Islam adalah cabaran dan tentangan yang paling berbahaya terhadap masa depan Islam di Malaysia. Cabaran pengliruan terhadap kalimah Allah sekiranya tidak diatasi dengan segera dibimbangi akan menggugat kefahaman akidah dan keislaman anak muda Islam Malaysia di masa hadapan. Kepercayaan kepada Allah adalah dasar keimanan di dalam Islam. Pengetahuan yang betul tentang Allah sebagai zat ketuhanan yang bersifat dengan sifat kesempurnaan. Tidak berbilang-bilang dan tidak bersifat dengan sebarang sifat kekurangan. Seperti mana manusia dan segala makhluk adalah merupakan syarat kepada kesahihan iman menurut ajaran Islam. Tidak ada iman dan Islam tanpa pengetahuan dan pemahaman yang betul tentang kalimah Allah. You just heard Jasin MP Zulkifli Ismail. He was also joined by several other PNMPs, including opposition leader Datuk Sri Hamza Zainuddin. And that is it for today's wrap-up of the Day One Rakyat. We'll be back with more Popit Popit Parliament next week. Here's a brief recap of what happened today. So the LCS scandal resurfaced, um, along with that additional 2.1 billion ringgit that has since been allocated. Uh, there was also conversation about the financial assistance that's needed for young entrepreneurs, particularly those who are interested in franchising. Uh, the the Temia tribe's visit to the Day One Rakyat and the rejected appeal for amendments to codify the meaning of the word Allah, uh, bringing it in line with uh, readings of the Quran. So, if you'd like to weigh in on any or all of those topics, that number to call again, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free-minded, BFM eighty-nine point nine. The Business Station. It is 5.23 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And uh, just some responses that are coming in in relation to Popit Popit Parliament today, where among the issues that we covered uh, was an attempt to debate the LCS I want to call it a scandal, but at this point, um, it's partly the agreement, the new agreement uh, that is being asked to be debated in the hall. Uh, there was also talk of financial assistance for young entrepreneurs. And uh, if you'd like to weigh in, that number to call again, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note at 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, now, first up today, we've got a voice note that came in on the subject of, well, it's a little bit about the LCS, but it's also kind of about site study. Hi. Of course, of course, I think uh, most of the Malaysians wanted to see the L, uh, LCS issue being debated in Parliament, right? Uh, I think kudos to Said Sadiq, right, uh, for, for trying to bring this one up. But as always, you need to go through the correct channel, which is go to the Rayuan and stuff. Okay, I applaud that for that. But, you know, uh, there's always like this kind of people, you know, uh, as we all know, the government is is a prepared one, all right? So it's like Syed Sadiq uh, started to look like uh, someone who, who was not involved in all the discussion. Uh, that's why he keep all, I mean, creating all the noise. I mean, 
uh, kudos to him. He tried to be as truthful as himself, but yeah, maybe he need to consider why he was not uh, in the main part of uh, the government. So this might be one of the traits that prevent him from being part of it. Rahim, thank you for that. You know, I find it interesting that we're talking about it in or talking about this specific thing on the same day that we also heard another member of, uh, well, a member of AMNO criticizing in what they are calling ineffective ministers. And that opening up a separate question about whether or not allies should be criticizing each other in public, uh, whether you should be surfacing these sorts of things in public or whether there are separate channels for you to go to. For what it's worth, I think that this wasn't so much, I don't know that I would call it noise making so much as a request to to talk about something in parliament. Yeah, I think, Ryan, maybe you um, are critical of uh, Syed Sadiq's tone uh, or the, the position that he seems to have uh, gotten himself in where he seems to be, as you say, outside the government looking in, even mm-hmm. though in some sense he's part of the backbenches supporting this government. Uh, again, I think it goes back to the way we look at parliamentary dynamics, whether we want backbenches to merely support the government, I mean the executive, or you want them to provide some critical and in fact open criticism within the, the structure of parliament even of the government they support, right? So it's not like I think in in the speech we heard, uh, Said Sadiq was attacking the government of the day, but he did want some clarity. The question was whether he was giving an op- given the opportunity to have those issues uh, aired, especially as he said, they were turned down for reasons he thinks are spurious, right? That they well, were not of national interest. So what interests me, um, Rahim, about what you said is the, the phrase you used, which I, I don't know whether you necessarily meant it that way, but um, you said creating all this noise. And and I think that that's an interesting phrase, partly because um, it's often meant somewhat negatively, right? When you say that somebody's creating noise, um, it, it doesn't necessarily come with the notion that that noise has substance. Um, and so I, I wonder what we expect from allies, I guess, is my question, or uh, what kind of conduct we expect in parliament, especially about conversations like this one that like the LCS um, agreement or scandal or whatever you want to call it, in which there are some grey areas, some compromises. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that expression, not that I was there when it was said, but Winston Churchill very famously <laughs> said, better to jaw-jaw than war-war, I think. And you can fact-check me on that. But, you know, uh, it's it's true, right? So the idea that there's noise in Parliament. In fact, the the vociferousness of that uh, those exchanges shouldn't scare us. I mean, in some ways, that's where we want it to be. We don't want people fighting on the streets. If there's going to be any kind of intense debate, uh, it should be happening in Parliament because Parliament is the right venue for the airing of differences, uh, you know, in, in a civilised nation, I think. So let us know, uh, would you like to see the LCS agreement scandal thingy uh, debated in Parliament, um, you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You can also tell us if you think that our young entrepreneurs need more financial support, um, especially if you've got experiences in that arena. In the meantime, of course, keep it here on the Evening Edition BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast 
from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.